You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. This is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for April 19th. Science fiction stories often pick a future year as their setting, which always makes it a little strange when real time catches up to that date. Today, for example, we will be discussing Soylent Green, which premiered on this day in the year 1973 and warns us about the horrifying future dystopia of the year 2022. Hmm... Ordinarily, science fiction visions of the future tend to be pretty wild, but Soylent Green's 2022 is a world where the major problems are overpopulation, pollution, and climate change, so not really that far off. Anyway, in Soylent Green, all the best fresh food is saved for the rich, with most of the population getting by on the titular Soylent Green, a factory-made food product. Charlton Heston plays NYPD detective Frank Thorne, who is investigating the murder of a Soylent Corporation board member. He finds himself tangled up in a web of corporate intrigue, riots, and assassinations, all while trying to uncover the secret of Soylent Green. Which, of course, he finds out the secret ingredient of Soylent Green is people. Not like in a our-employees-are-why-we're-successful way, but in the literal we-ran-out-of-plankton-for-Soylent-Green-so-started-using-corpses kind of way. The film is loosely based on the 1966 Harry Harrison novel Make Room, Make Room, but the big Soylent Green as People reveal was entirely an invention of the film. There is actually a bit of a wink and nod reference to the book's title in the film when a priest says, There should be a requiem mass, but there's no room. Should I make room? But beyond its notable and quotable twist, there are a few other things worth mentioning in the film, including an interesting first appearance and a heartbreaking last appearance. Heston's detective Thorne is aided in his quest for the truth by a police analyst, or book, played by the legendary Edward G. Robinson. Robinson was almost totally deaf at the time, only able to hear if people spoke directly into his ear, so he did most scenes by following the rhythm of the dialogue. Unbeknownst to most of the cast and crew, Robinson was also suffering from bladder cancer at the time, with literally only days to live, dying ten days after shooting wrapped, marking Soylent Green as his final film and making his death scene even more poignant. On a lighter note, Soylent Green also marks the cinematic debut of video games. The game Computer Space, created by Ted Dabney and Nolan Bushnell, who would go on to create Atari and Pong, appears as an in-home arcade game, though the normally colorful unit was painted white to match the film's aesthetics. Granted, actual 2022 video games have a little better graphics, but it was still cool to see a video game in a movie. There's also an interesting loophole in this film, an action scene in a movie that was contractually not supposed to be an action film. You see, the film's writer, Stanley R. Greenberg, didn't want his dystopian thriller to be turned into an action film, or anything else for that matter, so he had it written into the film's contract that no dialogue could be added or edited. But there was an easy way around that. The film's climax features a chase scene that's basically silent. Soylent Green released to mixed reviews but won several awards, including a Saturn and a Nebula, and was nominated for a Hugo, and over the years has become something of a cult classic, not to mention the inspiration for countless parodies. 
Although, in a bit of truth is stranger than fiction, there is a real meal replacement powder called Soylent, named after the film. The creator of Soylent says he chose the name to, quote, peak curiosity and deeper investigation. Which is an interesting choice, considering how well investigating Soylent turns out for Charlton Heston and friends in the film. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for April 19th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.